It's time for the Chewing the Fat podcast with Rex and Paul. That's Rex Nelson, who's senior editor and columnist for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and who writes the food blog Southern Fried, and Paul Austin, who is the former executive director of the Arkansas Humanities Council, talking about Arkansas food, festivals, and folks. what it's time for another edition of chewing the fat with rex and paul i'm rex i'm paul rex i'm just i'm starting to enjoy this chewing the fat thing i tell you a lot of fun we have had some great spring adventures now one of the things that we always do is you and i my wife calls it the history nerd weekend always (laughs) go to the annual meeting of the arkansas historical association and this year, for the first time in, what was it, like 50 years, yeah. 50-something years? Yeah. Since the 1950s, so 60-something years, it was in Stuttgart. Yes. Which is truly a unique, really unique Arkansas place. city. Yeah. Stuttgart's unique. You have all the Eastern European influence over there. Slovak, Slovak is close. Yeah. Uh, it's the rice capital of the world. It's the mallard duck capital of the world. Just I've always liked Stuttgart. Really a neat place. And it's one of these unique... Uh, rice country towns that when you see it in the distance, you think, wait a minute, is that Memphis? One of those <laughs> yeah, tall with all the rice well, it's the rice silos. Yeah, it's Riceland and Producers, and which producers. are two huge yeah. cooperatives. Yeah. And it does. At night, with those lighted up, you yeah. think you're coming up on the Manhattan skyline. Exactly right. Across yeah. the Grand And there, they've got a real vibrant uh, uh, historical community there. Their local museum, and you and I have been in a lot of the local yeah. museums around the state. It's one of the best, Paul. One of the best. Huge. They've done a great job there. Annex with farm equipment farm in equipment it. equipment and everything. Plus, they've provided us with Museum of the Arkansas Grand Prairie. Outstanding uh The ladies food from samples. Slovak oh, came and Wonderful. did Slovakian food for Wonderful. us. Wonderful. And wasn't it good? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Stuttgart, yeah. They, they really, I know that's what AHA wants. They want the local community to really embrace it, and Stuttgart really did. Now, I will say, because we've talked on these podcasts for years about you and I always going to the Slovak Oyster Supper, it was great to meet these ladies from Slovak <laughs> because the Knights of Columbus won't let them into the Oyster we'll Supper. It's still a men's only event. And, Rex, let me say that I'm completely uh, against that. I think it's wrong. <laughs> yes. It's time for a change. I know better. You have more fun than anybody. <laughs> Except for Joe Purvis. Joe Purvis, yeah. <laughs> Joe Purvis, Bill Clinton's old childhood friend from Hope, Hope. who's a longtime Little Rock lawyer and one of the best storytellers I know. Again, uh, we repeat stories we've told in the past, but it's good, so we're going to tell good it again. Story. Tell it again. I know nobody in Arkansas that can eat as many raw oysters as Joe Purvis can. Joe's healthy, you know. He's oh, yeah. he's he's uh, of a certain size. Shall I have say. no room to talk, but uh, well, me either. Until I stand by you and Joe, <laughs> but. I remember that night you and I got four or five, maybe six of the little cups cups full of raw oysters. Yeah, they take them off the shell and put them in and a And Joe had, was, had already sat down. He already had about six empty, <laughs> had about six ready to be eaten. And when we left, he was going back for more. Oh, I don't know how many he ate. A- absolutely. And these oysters are not little bitty things that you buy at the store in a little jar. No, no. These are big, fat, oh, fresh. Oh, they, they, well, they go to the Louisiana coast, and they bring day them back old. every year. That's yeah, unbelievable. One day out of the ocean. You only one, get one order of one big, giant pile of fried oysters. But all the raw you can eat. All you can eat. Yeah. And some of us, and, you, you know, the people have been there a long time, they'll have their little pocket of <laughs> hot sauce, Tabasco, oh, yeah, or whatever. You know, they yeah. come prepared. Yeah, they are ready. 
But that said, this was the ladies that came to the Museum of the Arkansas Grand Prairie and had some snacks out. So great way to start. But we don't get too full there because we have a tradition. We always go to a great area restaurant in whatever area of the state we're in. Yeah. Uh, all, usually some of our, this state's foremost historians join us on these mm-hmm. eating outings. So we went to the famous, another place we've talked about a lot through the years, Murray's, Murray's. over by Hazen. And Stanley Young almost killed us. Oh he sent so much goodness. food down. It was just unbelievable. We were obnoxious, weren't we? we? Were, it was, it was, it was in, frankly embarrassing. <laughs> but it's, you know, the so the catfish is spectacular. Yeah, but you like but, Stanley's duck when oh he sends it Oh, my goodness. You can't order it. You can't order this. You've got to be a friend of Stanley, and he'll send it out if you're a friend. I've told people this, and they're going, yeah, okay, right, Paul. But these seared duck breasts taste like filet mignon. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's that. And what I found interesting is that we were all just raving, and someone asked him, what do you marinate them? He said, I don't marinate them in anything. Salt and pepper and put on like hot griddle, a couple of minutes each side, and that's it. Oh, oh my God. No, it's like medium rare fillet. Just spectacular, yeah. and we kind of had the place to ourselves. I and guess you'd warn them. Onion rings, onion rings. Oh, <laughs> they just float off the plate. Fish, shrimp, he sent out. Golly, uh, it, wonderful! It was, it was quite the meal. And we had, uh, and they brought us. Uh, you know, some of the party wanted to have alcohol. Of course, I shooed that opportunity, but some of the party you, did. You, you wouldn't mention the. Name of the man perhaps, who the uh, building we sit in is the edifice, me, the, the, perhaps, yeah. The, the Bobby Roberts Library, the culprit behind to be all in. of it. Someone said, uh, Mr. You, Roberts came prepared. Can you get say. it? Well, it's the old Boy Scout motto be prepared. On, on our way there, we stopped at the little reception, and Bobby said, uh, Can we get a cocktail? And Rex, you said, No. So strings were pulled, and who is our friend from Fayetteville that had a bottle of? Old Yeller or something, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, from the yeah. historical, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. So we had that and brought that in with us. They provided the glass and the ice and Cokes and yeah. water, whatever we wanted. Had well, a great time. It was a, it was a great start to the meeting. Who was driving? Uh, I, of course I you was. Driving. I get stuck with yeah, driving all the time now because <laughs> we were out after dark. Exactly. You act like you're 96 years old now. You it's, won't even drive after It's dark. been fantastic. I'm going to ride it for all it's worth. <laughs> exactly. The problem is that at some point you guys you are going to just get retired, on. and you act like you've been retired for thirty years. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> I don't want to talk so about. Of course, it I was driving, yes. and it did start raining on us on the it way did, back didn't it? Yeah. on very dark highways. So I was glad you were not driving. It was a good turnout for the conference too. Oh yeah, great turnout. Yeah. You you left early because you had, had to, to work the early. pancake supper. Go to Imboden. Now you happen to be from Imboden, is that Imboden, correct? Imboden, Arkansas. Okay. That's right, northeast Arkansas. So so yeah. tell me why you bailed out on us. At well. Uh, for years and years and years, I don't even know how many years, uh, they have the Friends of the Library Pancake Breakfast mm. at Imboden. This is the Bobby Jean Library, named after the longtime librarian, uh, Bobby Jean. Is that who the Michael Jackson song was about? It is, Bobby yes. Jean? Okay, right, yeah. Good, good. And uh, she was. I uh, knew there was an Imboden <laughs> connection right. there. And Michael Jackson, who knew? So this is a big fundraiser that the Friends of the Library have. My mother's been president of that forever and now my uh, brother-in-law is the president and oh, my okay. sister's the vice so they're keeping it going but he's a great pre- vice president great president fantastic president and so they have this pancake breakfast no charge donations are accepted and i always have to go and help cook so we mm-hmm. do pancakes bacon sausage and miss henderson 
uh, makes fried pies that most of the people don't get because the workers steal them all. Oh, wow. That she she does She does apricot fried pies. That sounds just good. fantastic. But one of the ladies that's also been involved with it uh, for a long time, Martha Jane Stovall, well, Johnson now, but she was a mm. Stovall. You remember Edith and Austin Stovall yes. who had the Imboden Journal. Yeah, the Imboden Journal, absolutely. So I'm going to break breaking news. You've heard me talk about how George Kell, the Kells, are from Imboden. While George, you claim that now he's the pride of Swifton, of pride course. Of Swifton, but you know they bribed his daddy to come and play baseball. <laughs> so the the Kells are all from Imboden. He, he, normally, he, normally, if it hadn't been for those ne'er do wells in Swifton, he would have been from Imboden. <laughs> well, Martha Jane, whose mother Edith was a Kell, told me some very interesting news. Hmm. It turns out that when George George's mother was uh, pregnant with him. She insisted on coming to Imboden and so he would be born in her mother's house in Imboden. So the truth is, George Kell was actually born in Imboden. Really? Yes. Well, everything I've read is wrong. Is wrong. That's why you can't believe what you're reading. Fake yes. news. Born in Imboden. Born in Imboden, yeah. Now, that's wow. the relative told me this. Yes. This is not... Uh, yeah. It's not made up. This is not the Hemingway thing. This is Dr. Strickland real. is running out of the room as we speak to correct the George Kell entry in the Encyclopedia of Arkansas. I hope he'll get. Uh, I hope he'll get we Mike Poston on it. Got to get that down now. Yeah. Uh, Martha Jane should know because now she can we put that as the site? You know the Encyclopedia. You got to cite your source. Martha Jane Stovall Johnson. Okay. There, yeah. We've we've got it. Yeah. We've yeah. got it. Born yeah. in Imboden. Born in Imboden. Yeah. All yeah. right. We we will we. So will. breaking news here, but we had a great time. I think they made well over a thousand dollars, and it's become you know seven to nine, and it's really become a neat opportunity to see friends and folks that you're always surprised. Mother says it's the only event that she's ever been involved with where people will stop her on the street and give her money. They couldn't yeah. make the pancake breakfast. Stop. Yeah. Good to see support for public libraries. Well, good. Anybody. And a good crowd, turns out. I that would recommend that the Butler Center, maybe they could do a fundraiser, have a pancake breakfast here. Oh, absolutely. I think that would be a good thing to do. Yeah. Particularly yeah. since the Butler Center always supports the Historical Association. And the director, all I don't know that he ever misses... Uh, he didn't miss a Thursday night meal. Well, I, don't that. I don't know that he ever misses a conference. I'm trying to think if I saw him at one of the I don't remember. Yeah. Probably yeah. just missed each other, yeah, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you're kind of good at showing up for the receptions and the meals, and I didn't see you at many paper readings. Well, that was, uh, I had well, I had to go to Imboden. Oh, okay. That's but fine. Rex, what I didn't tell you was I we, was still there to the bitter end that Saturday when it rained so hard oh, I that I floated from Stuttgart. We were back driving to 412 Rock. back it's, to Fayetteville. It was awful. It was wasn't awful. It? Yeah. Jan and I left that morning and took the back roads all the way to Newport. And I mean, wandered through. Well, we went, stopped at Craig's, of course, mm -hmm. and then Des Arc and wound our way. I don't even know wh where we were going. Ended up outside of Augusta and. All fun. It was a beautiful little trip. Yeah. And then took the old 67 from Ball Knob to uh, Newport that way. Too early, and Des Arc. Too, too uh, early, yeah. yes. Yeah. Too early. And did not want to stop at the Bulldog and get a. <laughs> I don't Strawberry guess they were serving. Cake. I don't think we were quite doing them yet. Yeah. But we had early. a wonderful it was trip. A early. And frankly, it didn't take that much longer than if we'd got on 40 and much gone better up than being 67. on 40. Yeah. You know, we trucks. used to go 
I can remember when the interstate started at at Ball Knob. At mm-hmm. B, I remember when it started BB. Mm-hmm. So that road sixty seven through Possum Grape and oh, yeah. all of those towns was yeah. very familiar. And now you bypass all those. And places. the old stores no longer no standing. No more through the middle of Bradford. No, no more through the no. middle of Possum Grape. Uh-huh. You don't you don't pass the um, oil trough exit anymore. Yeah. You know, I uh, recently spent a whole day in Newport, uh, as I've talked about before. As you know, my parents' first jobs out of college were at Newport. My mother was an elementary school teacher. My father was the head football coach at the high school there. They loved Newport. They loved the people they met there. My sister was born in Newport. I was born and raised in Arkadelphia. So they later moved so Dad could go into the sporting goods business, but always loved Newport. Newport is one of those Delta towns that said, we're going to fight back. And in the Delta these days, just to stay even from a population standpoint is a victory. Yeah, is a victory, yeah. And Newport did not lose any residents from 2000 to 2010. And they told me they thought they would be up a little bit, actually, from 2010 yeah. to 2020 when the 2020 census comes out. So they are doing some neat things at Newport. Yeah, I'm, really I'm, I'm proud of them. The they, Delta Art Show. Oh, yeah. And I, I just think... They, have you been to their Rock and Roll Highway 67 Museum? No, I haven't. It's in an old bank building downtown. Is it downtown? You would thoroughly enjoy it because it features the clubs where some of your misspent youth uh, were there. I <laughs> well, mean, Bob King's, yes, King, sure. of clubs, King of Clubs, uh, yeah, the Silver Moon there at Newport. Yeah. Uh, was it Porky's Rooftop uh, was <laughs> down that way? <laughs> Something like that. There's some great clubs up and down there. But that I, I think... Now, I wrote a column. I think Newport, you and I love Clarksdale, Mississippi. I think Newport could become mm-hmm. to rockabilly, yeah. which is its own genre, really. Yeah. What Clarksdale has become to the blues, and that's a place where music tourists just come from all over mm-hmm. with some neat little restaurants. In fact, Newport has had some guys from Great Britain buy some buildings downtown no looking to put in a restaurant and a craft brewery and, and you so know the, forth. The, They've got a distillery now in the old post office there. That's not the only thing they're making there. Aren't they growing yeah. marijuana there, too? Oh, yeah. Two, Two of the five in the state are there. They're, they haven't been completed yet. We went to both construction sites. Did you really? One is directly adjacent to the prison. It backs up to the fence <laughs> of the prison there at Newport. <laughs> The other one is adjacent to ASU Newport, to the college. Really? Both very high-tech. They're going to employ 50 to 60 people each. And John Chadwell, who heads economic development for Newport, told me that when they're up and running, 40% of all of the medicinal marijuana in the state will be grown at Newport. Is it outside or so is it, it all inside? So it will be the rockabilly capital. It will be the marijuana capital of Arkansas, the legal marijuana capital of Arkansas. Plus Maybe you, some illegal marijuana well, yeah. capitals up in the Plus hills. Plus you can get lackeys tamales in Newport. Oh, absolutely. Newport. And it's not that far from the new uh, Vista Center that you were talking about at uh, Jacksonport. And I went to Jacksonport where you and I have been together, which is very, if you love history, you got to love Jacksonport. I mean, it's on the White River just below where the Black River empties into the White. So it was a very strategic steamboat stop, very strategic during the Civil War. Civil War, absolutely. Later on, they restored the old uh, the old courthouse. I also have done a column uh, on the lady who led that effort because I so love the name Lady Elizabeth Luker. Is that not a great <laughs> name? That. Yeah, led the that. led the charge to save the old courthouse yeah. at Jacksonport. That's a neat old Lady courthouse. Lady Elizabeth. Yeah. 
And uh, but they had built a new visitor center that really offsets the courthouse. You know, they're not trying to do you know some kind of Renaissance thing that looks like the courthouse. It is very modern, glass, hmm. steel, and it works because you have the modern offsetting the old with the old Jackson County Courthouse there, yeah, yeah. which was only used for 20 years, by the way. It opened in 1872. Jacksonport was booming. It was a steam port stop. And then, as was the story in so many Arkansas towns in that era, the railroad, railroad. bypassed them. Yeah, yeah. And the railroad went to Newport. Yeah. So down the White River, that boomed, and the courthouse, or the county seat, moved from Jacksonport to Newport in 1892, so that building was only used as a courthouse for 20 years. And then the county seat moved. It was later used as a school. Then as a cotton gin, of all things, they put ginning equipment in it. And then it was used as the county poorhouse, as they used to call them, <laughs> yeah, for right. a long time. They put petitions up, they told me, in the courtroom as different living quarters. Mm -hmm. And then by the time that they had decided in the early 60s they were going to tear it down and Lady Elizabeth came to the rescue it was being used to store rice in it by yeah. then and was about well, to fall in. It's a great job. story. Yeah. You know, Rex, you can keep going and make this real interesting way actually to get to Imboden, believe it or not. You cross the river just on up up river from there, uh -huh. near Tuckerman, go through Cord and then Strawberry that is a Lynn. Route. We've got to do that one day. I've never trip. taken that route. I yes, bet it is. Wonderful. And you could you could approach it from Batesville in case uh -huh. they didn't come down that way. Yeah. Yes up and Really neat, neat part of the state that's really sort yeah. of overlooked. You don't think about it. But I actually feel good about the future of Newport. Like I said, unlike a lot of Delta towns, they, they keep, have some things happening. They keep trying. Yeah. They've saved their buildings. Yeah, they have. And, you know, there's a, an attempt for that waterfront, railroad front They redid front their stuff. old depot there. Yeah. Really be a neat. Be, I, I can remember going, uh, what was the old chain? Kelly's, you know, was the. Oh, yeah. The restaurant. The restaurant. In that part of the state. You get a yeah. steak, which is very unusual to Mm-hmm. You know. Now, speaking of food, Paul, yeah. uh, of course, we were through Cherokee Village, but only quickly for lunch when we did our 412 trip, U.S. 412, across north Arkansas. We ate at Carroll's Lakeview there, but I had been invited back, and my son Evan went with me. And I was a judge for the first Arkansas Pie Festival, and it was a great success. Great crowds right there on the town square in Cherokee Village. Did you Cherokee have to Village was taste all the pies? 39 of them oh, almost killed me. It's like worse than the cornbread festival. But we still had like German food that night. You know me. I was hungry again right. at yeah, 7 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, that's like the thing that you said with Tom and I. Well, let's just skip lunch. We had a late breakfast. Oh, well, that, Cherokee Village. Yeah, yeah. No, we didn't skip lunch. We tried to go to Meacham's. Thank God it was too crowded. Couldn't get in. You had Ash Flat. Who went, knew that you would have to wait for lunch? Went in to Ash the Flat, other Arkansas. place, and you got the. I don't even Carol's, know what you got. Yeah. You got a patty melt. Patty melt. Mm. Tom and I got the uh, salad buffet. Salad bar. You were so good. I was very yeah. pleased with myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so Cherokee Melt Village was good. You missed out. <laughs> but we go back to Cherokee Village. Now, Evan and I went up in a Friday and stayed at the Old Stone House bed and breakfast there at Hardy. Again, these are the quad cities, yeah. Har <laughs> Hardy, Cherokee Village, Highland, and Ash Flat. They yeah. all just kind of run all together. All one big place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah. But uh, Cherokee Village, of course, was the first of the big planned retirement communities. John Cooper did it first, then Bella Vista, then Hot Springs Village. And, and you, you, you've talked about it on past podcasts, but I always love hearing it, Paul. 
You were there in the early days. You saw it when it was a going place. My first job there was 1969. 69. And they were, they were processing 300 families a day. Unreal. This is the middle middle summer, and these are where the ones did they got, put them all? They had all of these homes that were built all over the village that people would build a home and then wait for retirement. In the meantime, they would rent Let it out, use it. Okay, but on those big days, those three hundred people use days, motels, right? We'd take them as far as we'd fill them up in Hardy, Batesville, Thayer, Mammoth Springs. Wow. I took twenty one cars once to Hoxie. Wow, that was the closest motel you Now, I often wondered how many of those people actually got up the next morning and went back to Cherokee Village for their tour. <laughs> yeah. But we took them. I mean, that was a going, Jesse. Uh-huh. They probably had over well over 100 salesmen, and they were selling lots. Yeah. Selling those lots. Well, they uh, we stayed the first night there in Hardy, but they offered to put Evan and me up, so we stayed in one of the old condos and— uh, it was kind of like stepping back in the 70s, but they said, we think you'll like it. It had, uh, uh, oh, the the bathroom was as big as my house, you know, with a big walk-in <laughs> tub with jacuzzis. It was in it right behind the shower. supermarket. Uh, uh, it was on down the lake a little bit. You know, you pass oh. Mr. Cooper's old house. Yes, yes, right. And you turn left just past there, oh, and okay. on the lake, there's a condo yeah. development down yeah. there. You know where I'm talking oh, yeah. about. Like Thunderbird. Yeah, yeah, but the Cooper house has been turned into a retirement assisted yeah. living home right. now. Well, it was uh, like a, this spectacular mansion that we'd never seen anything like it. Then now, was Rex, that a Faye Jones design? It's kind of I don't know. It does like look that. like it. Yeah. It may have been. Yeah. Rex, then in 1969, the difference, the change when you drove through Hardy, because then Hardy was empty. Yeah. All the there. buildings were vacant. That's there. a tourist attraction. And now they're all full. But you'd turn right into Cherokee Village, and it was another world. So I'd never been to a supermarket in my life. It's a supermarket. Mm-hmm. They had the Setting Bull restaurant that every day had this giant uh, hunk of uh, round beef roast. They'd slice it didn't off. Anything like that in Imboden, did they'd you? They'd put it on your ticket. You didn't have to pay for it till you got your check. You're just uh, like, where in the world are we? Well, they are really working hard. Jonathan Rhodes, friend of mine, used to work for Senator Blanche Lincoln in Washington, and then he worked overseas for a while, decided to come back home. He was raised there. His dad was a long time, still is, uh, Mr. Rhodes, longtime real estate agent there, and he came up with this idea along with Grayson Biggers, a lot of Biggers up in that part mm-hmm, of the state. Mm-hmm. That's her maiden, uh, that's her married name, uh, but she's from Paragould. Her husband is from Pocahontas uh, originally, but they, uh, they came up with this idea of the Pie Festival. There's a whole group of young blood that's trying to do things, and it's not always easy to find smart, talented young people that have stayed in a place the yes. size of Cherokee yeah, no, Village exactly and worked right. there, yeah. which is nice to see. So 39 pies, hundreds of people showed up for this event, and they charged a mission for it. No kidding. So, uh, but they still had hundreds show up. Beautiful, Was it outside? Beautiful day. Outside, they're on the town square. Yeah, you know, yeah. They tried to revitalize that. In fact, our friends from Chow in downtown Paragool have opened a chow in Cherokee Village now, by the way. Well, that says something. Downtown there. It does say something. Rex, you know, when we had lunch there, it was full. Oh, yeah. The restaurant was was full, and this was a Tuesday. Uh On a weekday, on a Tuesday, yeah. It's now an incorporated town. It is. It is. And that, I think, initially, I mean, that's been 20 or 30 years, probably 30 years. It kind of struggled when Mm -hmm. it was no longer a Cooper community. But they seem to have hung in there and... Still beautiful part of the country. There's some beautiful homes, mm-hmm. both on the lake and on the river. And on the Spring River. The Spring River. And it's just a really neat, a really neat place. So you need to go back to Imboden next year, stay at your mom's on Friday, 
and bring your whole group over for the pie festival next Sounds spring. Sounds like a wonderful idea. Maybe I can time it with the uh, the Sloan Hendricks High School alumni banquet. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was the Toastmaster this year. Right? Yes. This was our 50th. My high school's 50th uh, anniversary. You're like the permanent Toastmaster for Embo. No, I'm, not, aren't you, I'm never doing it again. <laughs> so when I went to the, my sister had called me. This is before the Historical Association. Yes. And she said, Paul, they want you to be Toastmaster again. I said, well, I don't, I don't know about that. I'll let you know. Well, I was being passive. I didn't want to do it. So we pull up after our drive from Stuttgart, and Lenny Finney, one of the old partners in town, was mowing my mother's yard. And Lenny said, hey, Paul. I read the paper, you're going to be the Toastmaster. And I thought, really? <laughs> I guess I am. But you Looks know. Just like you are now, since it's been in the journal. You know, the, the pressure's when on when you do that. Yeah. And I'd done it about five years ago, and I thought it went great. But I, you know, told my Imboden stories, and it was an Imboden audience, and so they all got them. So they got it. But I couldn't remember what I told. And someone said, well, nobody else remembered either. either. Yeah. But I still felt the pressure, so I had to come up with new lies. And it actually had over 150 people there. Wow. And, Rex, the oldest class was 1942. Wow. One lady graduated in 1942 from Stone Hendricks High School. And this year they did it while school was still going on, May mm-hmm. the 4th. And so the senior class was there and the choir, and it just went went well. And I was pleased with it, but I told Sherry and Martha Jane, Martha Jane Stovall, who you mentioned before, who I think runs the town, that I'm, I'm not doing this again. Yeah. I want to come. The interesting phenomenon is that, most people don't go until about 30 years after they graduate. Then all of a sudden, it's kind of like you're interested in seeing the people. Um, and that's kind of what happened to me. But we had on Friday night before Saturday, we had my class have a little cookout on the deck at, at Mother's overlooking the river. And I graduated class of 26. And we had 13 there, which I thought was pretty good. But the funniest thing was, so we had eaten, and it was now dark on the deck, and People were visiting, and in comes David Bennett, who was one of my old high school friends, who I hadn't seen since 1969. Mm-hmm. Been that long. He always sat behind me, A and B, Austin and Bennett. And he walks in, I jump up, David, and I give him a big hug, and people come, hey, David, slapping on the back. And he looks at me and says, where's Paul? And I said, <laughs> I'm Paul. He just looked at me and said, oh, my God. <laughs> You've aged that much, yeah. huh? Well, I graduated at 122 pounds. Oh, okay. I weigh where's more than Paul? that now. Yeah, where's yeah. Paul? Uh, well, well, here I am. We, we had were, a great time. We were up there on Easter weekend, and I, I would like you to know, because you talk about everything has a connection, either to Imboden or the Spring River, <laughs> none other, Evan, my son, can confirm this, none other than the Easter Bunny <laughs> was canoeing down the Spring River. <laughs> I cannot make this up. Somebody in a full <laughs> Easter Bunny outfit was canoeing down the middle of the Spring River when we crossed it at Hardy to go to Cherokee Village that morning. I think that's a sign. I'm not sure of what, <laughs> yes, but I think it's a The sign. Easter Bunny's on the spring on the day before Easter. But we did introduce Evan to some of our favorite restaurants. Um, um, I, we talked about earlier in the show doing our Thursday night outings. You know, we made an outing all the way up from Pocahontas when Arkansas Historical Association was up there a few years ago right. to the Biggers Bluff Steakhouse yeah. at Hardy. If there is a better view from a restaurant in Arkansas, I don't know. I mean, the food's good, too. Food's great. But the view is just And basically, you're looking at Cherokee Village. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a very high bluff. So Friday night, we ate at the bluff. Oh, yeah. uh, At the steakhouse. He'd never been 
And he had never, never been, been in that there. part of the state, he period. Been, so yeah. he really – and then after we finished the pie contest, like I said, we had to eat again. I wanted him to see Mammoth Spring. He'd never seen the Big Spring. So we went to the state Which is park. spectacular. Went through the museum, uh, you know, went through the old depot, all of that there. But then we went to La Pasta Norel, the German place we've talked about. Yeah. Again. Who knew great German food in Mammoth, in Spring. Mammoth Spring, Arkansas? Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Mammoth Springs is a hidden gem, I think. It's I agree. A, it's a beautiful state park. Just gorgeous. And, and the there was a big crowd there that Saturday, by the way. I know, was the, happy to the see. The Spring River up there supports trout natu- the a- natural absolutely. coolness of the water. Absolutely. Yeah, great, great trout fishing. And just uh, once summer hits, and this was spring, of course, but yeah. once summer hits, I hear you need a cop to direct the floating oh, scene yeah. out there on people yeah. floating in bands canoes, on the, kayaks, bands and inner tubes. Yeah, it's like Mardi Gras yeah. down the Going whole down river. the Spring River, when all I, the way from Mammoth Spring to Hardy, all right? The way to Hardy, yeah. many yeah. islands certainly. Well, when we were up there, maybe the first time I went to this uh, the German restaurant, four guys came in. Hey, they clearly knew the people. They brought their own wine. The folks brought them out glasses for their wine, and they were members of a trout fishing club from Memphis. Ah, They had their clubhouse up there on the Spring River, yeah. go trout fishing, and they would eat there. And that's where they would go to eat. That's where they would go to eat. So. Well, he did the whole works, and then as if we hadn't had enough to eat, Paul. <laughs> First of all, I get up in my condo they gave us for Saturday night. The one thing they forgot, I went in coffee in oh, there, and Lord. I've got to have my coffee. Yeah. Luckily, it's a short trip down the hill to the McDonald's in Hardy. you got a nice <laughs> McDonald's, you know, right there at the stoplight. Which, by the way, McDonald's makes a very nice they latte. Do. So I got my coffee there, but we did the Easter buffet on the shores of the White River at Batesville at Josie's, which was really upscale. Yeah, very nice. So it was a good weekend up in your home country. Well, God's country. Yes, God's country. Now, here's our project for our future project, Rex. I want us to name, and so we'll take credit for it. I think we need to name that area between Crowley's Ridge and Black River in the hills. I don't know what we're going to call it, but it needs to be called something. Maybe the Arkansas Levant or something. <laughs> we need to call it something. Yeah. And uh, and then we can go in search of that mysterious place that evidently has traditional chocolate gravy. Yeah. I don't know where that is. I'm not sure. Well, if you're going to come up with a name for your home area, I guess we'll have to come up with one between, oh, Arkadelphian Garden. <laughs> I've got <laughs> a couple of those woods on that. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, let's, let's make some more trips. All right. See you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. You've been listening to the Chewing the Fat podcast with Rex and Paul, a production of the Central Arkansas Library System. For more information, please visit cows.org or butlercenter.org. Join us next time for more Arkansas food, festivals, and folks.